0: Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Okay, well... I've got a feeling about today. I don't know what it is, I've just got a feeling. I've never, honestly, say, I've never had in the last three or four years so much coming against this one message. Um, sometimes messages, when you put messages together, whether you're prepping, prepping a message for university or school, or, sometimes they just, they just come out and then other times it's like a battle every, and this has been a huge battle. So I have a feeling God's gonna do something today. And so um, I think today's gonna to be different. I just feel today's gonna to be different and uh, God's up to something Um, so Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 we're going to conclude this series well actually no we'll conclude it next week Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 is our key verse for the series the series is called not by might not by might, not by power but by your spirit says the Lord of hosts it's a faith building spirit week one I talked about the spirit of our confession we shouted "Grace, grace." grace grace I like you lot you're a bit loud on the 8:30. Grace grace! grace, grace! And then two weeks ago, I talked about the spirit of a risk taker. Has anyone been taking a few more risks? Last week, Steve spoke brilliantly about the breath of God. And this week, I want to just follow on from the spirit of a risk taker. So, this is kind of the third part in the series that, uh, that we've been doing as I've been speaking. And it really is often. We take a risk, and then it doesn't always, it doesn't always work, back, uh, work out. So we revert back, and we, we head back towards the boat. And here's what I've learned. I want to talk this morning on the spirit of expectation. The spirit of expectation. We've talked about the spirit of confession. We've talked about the spirit of a risk taker. Now we're talking about expecting the risk that you are taking in the next few days through half that. We've got to expect the impossible. Now here's what I've learned. If you're taking notes, get ready to take notes. Write these things down online. Jot these down. Expectation changes experience. Expectation always changes experience. Whenever I change my expectation, my experience changes with it. Some of us, we rocked up for church today, and some of you have been coming here for 50 years. Some of you have been coming here for 50 minutes. But we all came with a different level of expectation. Some of us woke up this morning and said, I've got to go to church today. Some of you woke up today and said, I've got to go to church today. You're in exactly the same room, exactly the same God, around exactly the same people. All that was different is you came with a different expectation. Some of you woke up this week and said, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Others of you woke up and said, Oh God, another day. The difference was your expectation. Today we have a choice. We can reside in our minds that life is what it is, or we can raise our expectation that life can get better. We can raise our expectation that whatever you're stepping out of the boat with, that actually when the spirit of expectation comes upon you, something out of the, unusual, out of the usual takes place. And as the, world, I be, as, as the world expects the worst, I believe as, as God's children, we've got to expect the best. I'm expecting this week miracles turn to the person next to you and say, I'm expecting. Some of you husbands weren't expecting to hear that. It's been a while since some of your husbands heard your wife say that, hey? If you've been coming to church for a while, you've been Christian for a while, you can switch off for the next 30 seconds, but I just want to do a quick... Um, help people understand the context of the Bible. A lot of people, the Bible is so new to them, and the Bible is divided into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The simplest way to understand is the Old Testament uh, was written first and tells the first part of the story, and then the New Testament uh, basically finishes the story. And so I want today to, we're going to go in just a moment to Luke's Gospel, And Luke was one of the four, uh, gave one of the four testaments of Christ, his time on earth. But the last book of the Old Testament is a book of the prophet called Malachi. And what many of us maybe fail to understand is that there is a 400-year gap between the last book of the Old Testament and the first book of the New Testament. Who knows 400 years is a long time? That's 146,100 days of silence, which means heaven goes silent on God's people. Imagine God going silent for 400 years on us. There is no record of anything that took place. Six, seven, maybe eight generations came and went as the Jewish people were waiting for their deliverer, the Messiah, to come. I don't know about you, but if I'd been promised something The last few books of the Old Testament are the prophets speaking about a Messiah who would come and deliver them from captivity, yet for 400 years, not a squeak, not a word. I wonder how you and I would respond if we were promised something and it didn't happen. Who would get frustrated? Who's been promised something in life and it never appeared, never happened? If I promised my kids something... They don't stop hounding me until they get it. They don't get it from me, they go to their mother. They don't get it from their mother, they go to the grandmother down the road. They keep, they keep finding a way until what was promised, they get hold of. We get, we get impatient, we feel frustrated, we can even feel let down. Now this is what was said of the Jewish people. I want us to stand as we read God's word this morning. We're going to read from Luke's Testament. This is 400 years after God gave the Jewish people a promise. 400 years. First five words in this first verse are critical. Are you ready? The people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning whether John might be the Christ. We go down to 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven and said, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Father, bless the reading of your word today. Amen. You may take your seat. The Jewish people for 400 years were waiting for the Messiah. Could John the Baptist be the one? could he be the one to deliver them from the roman occupation from economic from a political oppression and then 400 years something changed god was ready to fulfill his promise now I want you to look at verse I want you to look at verse 15 it says the people were in expectation If you're writing notes, write this down. Expectation attracts the Holy Spirit. Expectation. We're heading into a new week. A new year in a couple of months. You can go in with trepidation or expectation. Trepidation attracts the enemy. Expectation attracts the Spirit. For 400 years, they were living in trepidation and it kept God sending the Messiah. And then a generation rose up and said, we have an expectation that things can be different. And it says, the people were in expectation. You see, when the people are in expectation, it attracts the Holy Spirit in people's lives. You know why churches are so dead? It's because people have stopped expecting God to move. And when you stop expecting God to move, guess what? He doesn't. The people were in expectation. A wonder of heaven is saying today, the people of Soul Church are in expectation. I want what heaven was saying during COVID. Trepidation or expectation? I want to talk on the spirit of expectation. My, my heart today and God's heart is that God's spirit would release expectation over the church. I don't want today to be like any other Sunday. I'm tired of just expecting the same things. I'm expecting something different. I've got an expectation for this weekend. Maybe our city, maybe our city in my lifetime, maybe we could see a wave of salvation like we've never seen before. Maybe we can see one last great awakening of the Holy Spirit in our city, in our nation before Christ's return. Maybe we could see an outbreak of miracles. Maybe we could experience some New Testament miracles. But we need to understand this. 10:30 online, if the Holy Spirit is going to move, he looks for people with expectation. So when we walk into church and we're like, "Can't be bothered to be here, hands in our pockets, what we're doing is we're pushing out the Holy Spirit. The people were in expectation. You know, turning up to church does not please God might please Chantal and I. It might please your mum. It doesn't please God. This is what pleases God. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God, which means turning up to church. God couldn't give two hoots when you come to church today. What he wants is you to turn up in faith and say, today... I'm believing that something different is going to take place. I'm believing that something different. You know, I honestly believe that every Sunday should be Easter Sunday in our church. Let me give you an example. I remember standing on the door welcoming people to church Easter Sunday a couple of years ago. And uh, I was like, you know, this, this guy came to me. He said, Pastor John, happy Resurrection Sunday, and flung his arms around me. Oh, that's so cool. Next Sunday morning. What's the difference? Expectation. Every Sunday needs to be Resurrection Sunday. We don't have to celebrate the fact that Christ is alive. You know, we all, walk, we all walk in on Resurrection Sunday and the place is alive and everyone's going, I'm like, why can't we do this next week? Why can't we do it every day of our lives? What if we treated every Sunday like Resurrection Sunday? Do you know, more people, this is, this, this, this is true of this church, more people, and probably most churches, more people find Christ on Resurrection Sunday than any other Sunday of the year. Why? Expectation attracts the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works on people's lives. So when we walk in on Resurrection Sunday, like, yeah, Jesus is alive, Jesus. It attracts the Holy Spirit. Then the next week we walk in and say, my coffee's cold, couldn't get a car parking space. The Holy Spirit's like, I'm not into this. I'm out. I'll go somewhere where I'm welcome. See, the people were in expectation. And then it says this. It says the Holy Spirit descended. Because the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, is attracted to expectation. If the enemy wants to do one thing in this church this week, it's this. Stop expectation in your life. What is the opposite to expectation? It's simply unbelief. He want, the enemy wants you to believe that your life will never change. Nothing can get better. You'll never be married. You'll never get out of debt. You're stuck in that job. That is the lie of the enemy. And this is why church is so important because we walk in and suddenly we lift up our eyes unto the hills. That's where our help comes from. And suddenly we have a greater level of expectation. The very essence of our faith is expectation. Are we getting this this morning? We've got to expect God. I've got to expect God to move in this service. I've got to expect God at the end of this service when Sam gives out a salvation appeal that people are going to make their peace with God. I've got to expect today it won't be like any other service in 2021. I've got to expect that God has saved his best wine till last. I've got to expect today we've got 10 Sundays after today left in 2021. We've got to expect that we will never ever see God move like he's moved on those 10 Sundays. We've got to rock up to the hearts he's laying next sunday night and believe god that something out of the normal is going to happen i've got to bring my expectation because my expectation attracts the holy spirit wonder what you came expecting today wonder what you're expecting this week i'm expecting people at the end of this service to get healed I'm expecting addictions to be broken. I'm expecting this half of the house to exceed anything we've ever had before. I'm expecting blessing over my family this week. What you expect is what you receive. This is what I expect. I will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague, the COVID that destroys at midday. A thousand might be falling around me and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. This is what we expect. We expect God's protection. Do not allow the BBC loose in your home. Do not allow all these people to let out their conspiracies over your family. You stand on the Word of God. You stand on His promises. I expect protection. I expect providence. I expect miracles. I expect healing. What do you expect? Don't talk up a recession. Don't talk up a demotion. Don't talk up sickness. Don't talk yourself into a negative mindset. Don't talk up COVID around your children. This is my expectation. Come on. Come on. Lift your expectation today. Lift your expectation. All right, sit down. We gotta got to get to the good bits. Three ways to live with a spirit of expectation. Three ways, I want you to write these down. We're gonna live it this week. Number one, you gotta pray in expectation. You gotta pray or pray with expectation. I love this, it says in verse 21. It says, while he prayed, the heaven was opened. They prayed in expectation. Look what happens. When you pray in expectation, it says the heavens open. The very first thing Jesus did after his baptism was he prayed in expectation. And what happens? The heaven opens. Why don't you pray a different prayer this week? God, I expect you to bless me. Pray the prayer of Jabez. God, that you would bless me Indeed. You would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me. You'd keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And God granted Jabez what you request. You've got to pray prayers of expectancy. Breaking news, soul church. Most problems we can't fix. We can't, but God can. So we've got to pray in expectation. Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 18, just a few days after this event of the Holy Spirit descending on earth. He says this, he says, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The word bind means to disallow. So let's read that again. Whatever, truly I tell you, whatever you disallow on earth will be disallowed in heaven. Whatever you lose or whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. What does that mean? And you know, there's nothing more frustrating if you're a football fan than when your team scores a goal, you go off and celebrate and then VAR and it's disallowed. This is what happens. When you begin to pray in expectation, you begin to disallow things on earth. And you say, I'm not accepting this in my family. I'm not accepting this sickness. I'm not accepting this debt. I'm not accepting these circumstances. What you disallow on earth is disallowed in heaven. But here's the thing. You've got to disallow it first for God to disallow it. We begin to pray in expectation. What happens is we begin to disallow the enemy's plans and schemes for our lives. We encourage you to pray in expectation for your children. Do you know I've been praying for Miracle and Justice's life partners since they were born? I've been praying for them. Because I'm expecting godly men and women for my kids. I'm not just going to accept any old person for my kids. I love you all. But I'm expecting, and I'm not praying prayers like I hope they're rich, I'm praying prayers like I hope they're spiritually strong to lead their family, I'm praying prayers, I'm not interested whether they have or they don't have money, because God's their source, God's their provider, I'm praying prayers, God, I want you to keep them, fam- keep their marriages healthy, I want to keep their home strong, these are the prayers, I expect my kids to find godly partners, that's my expectation, that's my expectation, we can pray, you know what, when it comes to the prayer request moment in church, we can be like, "Oh, this again." Sam says, "Put your hand and be like, "What's for lunch?" We can do because I've done it. We can miss the moment, and God is like, "Well, are you really serious?" Because if we're really serious about that family who's lost a loved one this week, but I'm more interested in my lunch, the Holy Spirit's like, "I'm out." When we get serious, the people were in expectation and Jesus prayed and the heavens were open. Well what is the heavens? The heaven is peace and blessing. God wants to open the heavens over us, but are we expecting it? so number one we've got to unite in prayer number two we've got to unite in expectation we've got to pray in expectation then number two we've got to unite in expectation the people doesn't say a person's name. It's plural. It is the people. The people. They were united together. It didn't say a group of them or a few of them. It says the people. They were together, united in this. Why? Because expectation, write this down, is contagious. It's a spirit. Spirits are contagious. My spirit will get on you, and your spirit will get on me. So if I've got a bad spirit, guess what? It will get on the church. If I've got a cynical spirit, it will get on the church. If I've got a negative spirit, it will get on the church. And your spirit is contagious. That's why you've got to make a decision before you go to work that God's spirit is working inside of you. You've got to be united in expectation. I'm, wor- I, you know, I'm careful about who I hang around with at the moment. I've got to have faith-filled people who say, we're going to get through this, because I don't want a negative spirit, because, man, we're, we're moving forward. I don't want a compromising spirit. I don't want a cynical spirit. I don't want a conspiracy spirit. I don't want any of those spirits. I need God's spirit in me as we move the church forward. One of the things, one of the things you've got to do with expectation is this. If you're right notes, take this down. You've got to connect yourself to people of similar expectation. spirits are contagious soul church eight years ago was birthed and i've never shared this before only chantelle knows what happened but 2014 in january 2014 i think I've, i've got a picture we were invited we hadn't planted soul church we weren't sure exactly the direction of our lives but we were invited over to passion conference in atlanta i think there's a picture you can see how phone technology's improved, can't you? <laughs> there was about, I don't know, 25,000, 30,000 people in that arena, and Francis Chan was preaching, and uh, just an awesome man. I was standing there worshiping, and every hand was raised, and I was feeling a bit flat. We'd gone pretty hard, and we'd served God for seven years in South Africa, and we came home. We're pretty done, and we were just deflated, and we were just, we, needed, we just needed a fresh touch of God on our lives. And we went to that conference, and we'd been given and given and given. And in that atmosphere, I caught something. I caught something. And I felt God say in that atmosphere, we can change a nation together. We can see another revival in the UK. And in that atmosphere of expectation amongst 30,000 other people, um, amongst people who were united in expectation I caught something afresh and this is why it's so important I want to talk to our church online community right now we can all be watching church on our phones but there's something about being united in a room with the atmosphere and expectation together (laughs) I urge you I urge you come back You can't catch it on a phone. You can't catch it on an iPad. It's a lifeline, but it is not the way forward. So what happened in that arena is faith began to rise. And this was birthed. It was a tiny little seed, but it was birthed and hope was released. And we left that conference going, we can get up again because we got around people who are united in expectation. Paul, the apostle Paul, he spent six years, six years of his life in prison for preaching the gospel. We thought twelve months at home was hard. Six years in prison, it says in Acts sixteen twenty-five. This is what was happening in one of his spells in prison. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas. Was singing hymns and praise to their God at midnight. At midnight, I'd have been writing a letter to my MP to get me out. Anyone else? I'd have been posting on my social media. Can you believe the conditions? Can you see the food they're feeding me? I'd be whining. I'd be complaining. It didn't say that. It says that Paul and Silas at midnight were singing praise. And then see what happens. It says suddenly... There was a great earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately the doors were loosed. What happened? Their chains were released. Everybody's. So your expectation releases the people around you so when you come into church and you've had a tough week but you fling your arms in the air and you say God I'm going through it tough but God I'm going to keep praising you and I'm going to keep worshiping you and hell's breaking out at home and hell's breaking out in my family and suddenly the person sitting next to you going whoa I know what they're going through and if they're worshiping I'm going to worship why because it's a spirit and that spirit is contagious You know what the devil did? The devil totally screwed up this one. He thought he'd done his work by putting Paul and Silas in prison. Then he thought, I'll put them in chains. That will really stop them getting out. His biggest mistake, the devil's biggest mistake was not putting them in chains or in prison. The devil's biggest mistake was putting them there together. Because they were united in expectation. Hang on, hang on. They'd forgotten the words of Jesus just a few weeks earlier. He said this, he was speaking. He says, for where two or three gather in my name, there and I in the midst of them. And Jesus was right there in the midst of the cell. He was right there in the midst of the challenges. And the Romans thought they'd they got him, but they hadn't. Because they forgot about presence of God. This week we've got to be united as we build up to groundbreaking. The people were in expectation. They were united in prayer and in unity. The third thing is got to listen in expectation. Pray in expectation, unite in expectation. The third one was listen in expectation when the people were in expectation look what happened it says a voice came from heaven wow wow can you imagine a cloud speaking a voice you know there's a voice waiting to speak to you every day God wants to speak to us every time we open this book. Every time. The challenge is this. We don't open it. We don't open it. Then we say things like, God feels so distant. God never speaks to me. God hasn't spoken to me in months. God's forgotten all about me. And God's up in heaven going, I'm ready. I'm ready. Got to open our Bibles and I'm going to be a broken record till I retire in 50 years. Some of you are saying, you're going to put us through agony for 50 years? Every time we open this book, we're going to expect a voice from heaven. This is so important what I'm about to say. But expectation leads to revelation. If you want God to reveal something to you about your life and your future, your family, you gotta expect God to speak to you. The most repeated phrase that Jesus said on earth was this, he that has an ear, hear. What does that tell me? It tells me that my father, he wants to speak to me. The question isn't, is, is God ready to speak? The question is, am I ready to listen? You see, everyone else is speaking. All of our friends get our attention first thing in the morning on Instagram and social media feeds and everyone else is. And Jesus is just sitting in the background. He's saying, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. The biggest challenge for the church right now is distractions. We think it's all the darkness out there. No, the biggest challenge for the church is distractions. Because when we hear the voice of God, all those other things work out he that has an ear Wednesday morning I I got up and I would had a tough couple of days we all have tough couple of days and I went to my Bible, sat there and I said God, and I hadn't done this probably for a few weeks read my Bible every day diligently you'd be pleased to know but I hadn't done this for a few weeks I said God today I expect you to speak to me Because I can't just go through my daily devotion. I need something real from Your Word, something so tangible that reminds me that You haven't forgotten about me. Anyone else saying, "God, I need You to speak to me," something so real that that my daily devotion came from Haggai. Brilliant, eh? I mean, yes, Psalms or John's Gospel, but Haggai. I'm like, what am I going to get out of this? But I told God that I expect Him to speak to me. I want to put it up on the screen. It's going to come up. This is what God said. He said, "From this day on, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, give careful thought to the foundation of the Lord's temple as it's laid." They're rebuilding the temple. Okay, hang on, just just whoa, because this is like goosebumps moment. We're about to lay the foundations of the temple. So I'm sitting there going, "Uh uh-oh, give careful thought. Whoa, trust me, I'm giving careful thought. I'm giving every thought. Okay, keep going. Is there yet any seed left in the barn? I'm like, we're just coming through COVID. Has Has anyone got anything to give, God? Is there any seed? Is there anything that's going to come forward to build your church? Until now, the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit. And he said this, he said, John, from this day on, I will bless you. Now, hang on, before you, before you get all excited, I never do this, right? I'm not into names, dates, places, all right? Don't prophesy any of that over me, all right? I'm just not that guy, but God spoke to me. He said, go and look in, go and look in your diary what happened on the 24th of September this year. So I looked in my calendar. It was the day that we let the church know released our half for the House presentation at the golf club over 100 people we let it out of the bag that we were going to be laying the foundations of the new church the 24th of September from this day on from the 24th day of the ninth month I will bless you I will bless you and I'm sitting there going, God, whoa! Some of you in church today going, oh, that's just a coincidence. There's no coincidences. I say, God, I need you to speak to me today, and it needs to be pretty real because I'm struggling here. And then the phone rings this week to say, hey, there's some match funding coming in. That means that today I'm being blessed, which means today I will bless you from this day on. Diane, I will bless you. Richard and Lynn, from this day on, I will bless you. Come on, from this day on, I want someone to say it. From this day on, I will bless you. Come on, God has not forgotten about you. He wants you to lift your expectation of Him. From this day on, I will bless you. Come on, expect blessing. Expect an open heaven. God wants to bless you, but will you? Listen, come on, pray in expectation. Unite in expectation. Listen in expectation your eyes unto the hills there your help comes from come on let's sing it. hallelujah this is my expectation this week I preached on it last month but goodness and mercy are going to follow me mercy for when I mess up and goodness for what I need that's my expectation that's my expectation not problems not COVID goodness and mercy they're on my tail they're on my back. I can't get rid of them. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow you, will follow your family all the days of your life. Come on, expectation. It changes your family. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the church. Come on, expectation attracts the Holy Spirit. When they began to expect, the Bible said, the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit descended. So, since the 24th of October 2021 is part of all the days of my life I just expect it what are you expecting this week right we're going to do something right I want you to lift your expectation we're going to practice these because I want God in heaven to be saying today the people of Soul Church were in expectation do you know I think I don't know I'm not God but I have a feeling that Jesus would have arrived a little bit earlier if they were ready for them. It was 400 years until the people decided to begin to expect. Today, I think if you change your expectation, things could begin to change in your life. Come on. We've had the spirit of a risk taker, but this is the spirit of expectation. So I want to pray and I want to unite and I want to listen to expectation right now if you're saying I want the spirit of expectation on me I want you to step out, I'm going to fill this front I want you to step out as far forward as you can even if you just get in the aisle we're going old school, we're going old school because new school ain't working come on, the spirit of expectation young and old, every generation come on, we're the spirit of expectation this week the spirit of expectation come on, God is with us Oh, we're going to keep singing as you come down, then we're going to pray and unite and listen. Hallelujah. First thing that happened is they prayed in expectation. Now, I don't know what to pray for for you, but the good news is you know what to pray for for you. So, I want you to pray in expectation. What do you need to happen? You need to sell a house, pray in expectation. God, I expect this is how you pray. God, as a child, Of you, I expect my house to sell. I want you to put the expectancy on God. Come on, I expect to be healed. I'm expecting people to be healed right now. I'm expecting right now those who are struggling in mental health. I'm expecting people to be set free today. I'm expecting sickness to go. Come on, expect it right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray what you're expecting. If you're believing for a child, begin to expect miracles. If you're believing for debt to be gone, expect it right now. Expect it right now. Open your mouth. Expect it. Thank you, God. From this day on, I will bless you. From this day on, I will bless you. Goodness and mercy will follow you. All the days of your life, you can expect God's goodness this week. Expect God's goodness. You can expect God goodness. The people were in expectation. The people were in expectation. Hallelujah, the people were in expectation. If you're watching online right now, I pray that you're feeling the presence of God that's in the room. Come on, the people online were in expectation for God to move. Receive it right now. I want you to lift your hands right now. Receive His presence. Receive His strength. Receive His direction right now. Hallelujah! Pray in expectation. Believe in expectation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. The Bible says now. It says, "Gotta unite in expectation." It says for people. Sometimes to unite it means you got to put past differences and quarrels. You can't be united if we're quarrelling. I think some of the things that push the church away is strong opinions and conspiracies and all these things that want to divide the church as a church we want to be united a united front our goal is just to love God and love people we're not going to get involved in all the politics around us we're just going to keep helping people and loving people like this little lady who wants to put her eating on so today I want us to unite one of the best ways for us to unite is worship worship unites people and so when I was in that stadium I was like I don't know these people they're all different I'm like the crazy guy from Norwich but we were united around a common front I want to encourage you even though things are dividing the church and trying to segregate and put, keep the main thing the main thing which is Jesus Jesus himself crucified resurrected let's unite today as a church because it's in that that attracts the Holy Spirit so we're going to worship I don't know what we're going to sing Britt but we're going to worship We're gonna unite in our worship. You ready? This is what unites us. It's not you believe that, I believe this. This is what unites us, the the Bible, the Word of God, Jesus, His Holy Spirit, His presence. These are the things that keep churches strong and together. So come on, let's lift our hands. We're gonna unite right now. We're gonna unite in expectation. At midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas, we're singing hymns. I wonder where it's midnight in your situation. I wonder what you're facing. Come on. Come on, begin to worship and praise. There is a fruit fruit about to happen. Hallelujah. We're going to pray, unite, and then we're going to listen. But we don't do this very well in Soul Church. We don't listen well. Just for the next 30 seconds, 60 seconds, I want us to be still. The Bible says, be still and know that He is God. Jesus just say his name Jesus thank you God my peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid the Lord himself will fight for you for the Lord God is a sun and a shield The Lord bestows honor and favor. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk blameless. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Be still and know that He is God. That is the spirit of expectation, to pray, to unite, and listen. And then the spirit descended. And for the next three years, miracle after miracle took place on the earth. But what ushered in Jesus was that the spirit, the people, were in expectation. We've got to live different. We can't think like the world, expect like the world. We are different. We are a chosen people. You're chosen to be different at work. Expect good success this week. Expect things to align in your favor. You've got to expect it before you receive it. Late last night, I wrote a, a declaration that I wanted as a church online, we're going to put it out, we'll put it out on social media so you, can, you don't have to take photos of it you don't have to spoil the moment because I want us to say this together because this is really sealing what we've spoken about today this is the spirit of expectation declaration, we're going to read it together okay, because I want you to get it in your spirit alright, I want things to change from today are you ready? today I walk as a child of God and confess the word of God over every area of my life I expect an open heaven over my family and loved ones. My family, my home, and my possessions are protected against any accident, incident, injury, disease, illness, and financial damage. I expect circumstances to align themselves in my favor because I am a child of God. I expect to be healthy, physically fit, and strong. I will age but not decay this week. I am the head and not the tail. I am at the top and not the bottom. I am the lender and not the borrower. I wait in expectation for your Holy Spirit to release miracles over my life. I choose the spirit of expectation this week over my life. Come on, if you believe.
1: Those seatbelts got thrown off, didn't they? What an incredible service. Pastor John, thank you for that incredible word. And uh, hey, as you go and find your seats. What an incredible moment. Stay standing as well. Once you find your seats, stay standing. And I'm uh, just going to do one thing. It's an important thing. some Sundays are just different isn't it God just spoke a word into the season It's his heart for our season saying God I'm expecting you to move my finances I'm expecting you to move my life you know that declaration we just read the whole way through it, it talks about being a child of God being a child of God now I really want to speak to a group of people in this room I know are here, and that group is those of you who don't know if you're a child of God or not. I want to tell you that the Bible says that you are, but maybe you haven't recognized God as your father, as Abba, and the Bible says it's about the confession of your heart. Do you confess that God is your God? Do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? That's what, actually what it means to be a Christian. Being a Christian is about being a child of God, recognising that you live your life in a way that glorifies God because there's a relationship between you and God. And so on the close of this service, I want to send out an invitation. An invitation to any of you who have never made a decision to follow Jesus. Let me tell you, it is the greatest decision you've ever made because that declaration we just read, that that is the reality when you live as a child of God. No longer do you feel alone. No longer do you wonder what your purpose is because when you know Jesus, He shows you what your purpose is. It's to love others and to love Him. And it's incredible. And so I'm going to count to three. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, but you think today's the day, today's the day where I want to receive my sonship, my daughterhood. I want to recognize that there's a God who loves me so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross so I could be free from my sins if that's you, when I count to three I'd love you to slip up your hand so I'd love everyone to just close your eyes and bow your heads because I understand that moment takes a little bit of courage and I'm going to count to three one God loves you so much two, it's not by accident that you're here today three, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus just slip up your hand high enough so I can see it, I know who I'm praying for hey that's so good, hands all over the room going up, people saying yes to Jesus for the first time for is there anyone else who says today, I want to say yes to Jesus that's so good that's so good, come on hey because you become a child of God it means we're family right And because we're family, we get to say this prayer together. So I'd love everyone to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, right now, I give you my life. I turn away from my old way of living and live for you. Help me be more like Jesus every single day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's give a round of applause to every single one of those who (laughs) made a decision. One more thing that we have got, and uh, we've got a gift for you. If you made a decision, or maybe you, you haven't made a decision yet, but you just want to find out more, please, please come and grab a Bible off one of the team. It's our gift to you. And uh, please start reading it. This is the Word of God. This is God speaking to you. And whatever situation you find yourself in, have a read of the Word. And you'll be amazed at what God wants to speak into your story, into your life. So uh, there's that. And the other thing I wanted to speak to you about was the light bulb. Now we have a big light bulb wall outside, and uh, for those of you who are, um, watching it online, unfortunately, you won't be able to put a light bulb in. But for those of you in the room, we'd love to extend the invitation to so you to put a light bulb in. You can write the date, write your name on there, and it's really saying I've decided to make a decision. I've gone from darkness to light. Now. For those of you who are online and you're not with us in person, please scan the QR code, send us a text, and uh, you can also download the Bible app, which is absolutely incredible, and get reading it. And for all you guys in the room, you can also download that as well.